people in trouble at various places for saying and doing things you're not allowed to say and do in the modern world. Oh, yeah. Do you have that list of canceled people? I'm I'm anxious to hear that. Oh, yeah, I do have that list. Uh, But we can go through some of them. But but, but starting with uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox now, he's in some trouble with some uh, sponsors, I understand. Uh, Tucker Carlson's Fox News show lost Disney and some other advertisers um, over George Floyd killing in Black Lives Matter point of view, it said in the deadline Hollywood, but didn't did it give examples of what point of view uh, pissed people off enough for Disney to pull their sponsors? Uh, I don't think it was anything specific. They're just activists who are contacting the sponsors saying, you got to dump this guy because he's a racist. And they think, well, hell, we got a lot of shows we could advertise on. I'm afraid I'm, I'm, I'm dumping it. He says some pretty provocative stuff, but I've been watching every if night. We outlaw provocative stuff. We're in serious trouble as a country. I've been watching every night, and uh, I haven't heard him say anything that made me go, "Oh boy!" Not one, which worries me because it means it might be something I would say. Right. Well, and and he always supports it with reasoning. And you, if you do not like the reasoning, you, you certainly can reply or, or or speak your own piece and. But it's never not supportive. He's been more bothered by uh, some of the things Trump has done around the George Floyd thing than anybody on Fox has been. Um, yeah, although I will tell you, special report uh, with Brett Baer is uh, pretty even-handed about the Tangerine Tornado these days. They're not huge supporters. So the only thing they they cite as an example in the in the article is uh, Carlson and his belief that the well attended protests were quote Black Lives Matter riots end quote. Okay. Well, there were riots. Oh, so boy. using that phrase, you mean, is the thing calling them Black Lives Matter riots? Maybe uh, again. Now I'm filling in the blanks of the article, but. Uh, not making a clear enough distinction between the protesters and the riots, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, I mean, I'll just, but, but just, okay go ahead. I'm going to give you several examples so we just all have an idea of what the um, uh, the climate is or what will get you in trouble. So a sandwich shop in the town that uh, I live near is uh, closing down. Uh, a store called Mr. Pickles um, shut down at the end of business Tuesday after franchisee Mickey Mann's email earlier in the week Company president confirmed in a statement. The uh, Mr. Pickles is a franchise network of independently owned okay, where corporate has been notified. Okay. The alarming and painful statements. Okay. Uh, we do not approve by, uh, what he said. In the email the staff posted to next door, the franchisee railed against employees who had worn Black Lives Matter pins to the store, saying they forced a political issue into a non-political space. Oh, my gosh. Though he did not support the movement, he would have had the same reaction had they worn far-right paraphernalia, he said. Man then accused his own staff of attempting to bully and oppress him and his wife and co-franchisee. Uh, he had no fear of consequences of standing up to them, he said, because he could restart the store with fresh employees if all of them quit. The Black Lives Matter has become your puppet masters. You have swallowed the Kool-Aid. They have unleashed you on us. They have directed you to forcibly bend me to your will. You and Black Lives Matters are the aggressors here, not I, he said. Um, he also alluded to giving certain employees names to police if Mr. Pickles was vandalized. That's interesting stuff. Is, is So I got here at the top. The headline says the store, the restaurant closed after franchisee compares Black Lives Matter to KKK, but I don't see that in the text of the story. Wow. Well, he, he had that one reference that they're the... Uh, well, I don't know. 
But so that's some good journalism. I, I, well, I would like I would like to know more. Are you not allowed to say, look, don't wear Black Lives Matter here to the store? I don't want to be anything, have anything political. Right. I'll bet you can't do that. Depends where you are, but yeah, yeah, you will be canceled for that. I don't think you could do that anywhere if word got out. If word gets out on on Twitter, I don't think you could pull it off anywhere. Right. E- yeah, even, you're probably e- right. Even in a town where you know the, there might be support for that. Yeah, often the the Twitter mob is global. Never mind local. I mean, often it's around the world. A uh, great example, uh, we got this note from uh, a gal has a work-at-home mom's sewing pattern Facebook group. The group rules explicitly state only sewing and pattern-related topics are allowed in the group. The other day, somebody posted a video supporting Black Lives Matter. It was immediately removed by moderators with a reminder post only sewing-related posts on this group. There was immediate outrage, people demanding that the owner post a particular view of the movement. And it better be full supporter. She's obviously racist, and no one should ever buy from her business again. I was so shocked to see this community of moms and grandmas, who are usually just helpful, supportive, and encouraging, turn on this woman with such anger and poison in her in their words. It's unbelievable. And I was just randomly, I got uh, fed a YouTube uh, video last night, because I look at a lot of uh, guitar lessons and stuff like that, and I came across this thing that says, don't want full-tone pedals here? Here are some alternatives. And I thought, what that? what's that all about? And I looked into the uh, description. A, a pedal is a, a piece of equipment, musical equipment. Well, this guy that runs this musical equipment company called Full-Tone Musical Products, very popular. I mean, some of the best guitar players in the world use these products. They're kind of expensive. He came under, under fire for some comments he made online about the rioting. And so now there's this mass movement to not use them. And, of course, musicians all leaning way left. Mm-hmm. They're, they're taking them off. They won't use them on stage anymore. And they're going to lecture anybody who does and all that sort of thing. Oh, boy. And, uh, it, it, man, you can step in it really, really fast. How long does this last? Is this a blip? Mm, that remains to be seen. It, it could be. It could be there will be a return to sanity and, and reasonable discussion of the issues at hand. Or it could go further toward the mob will tell you what you can and can't say. Um, I was with my family over the last several days in Arizona, and my brother and his daughters, uh, they live in uh, Wichita. And um, so they were surprised to hear the story that came across my phone. Ivanka... Trump was disinvited to speak at the Wichita State University graduation. She was going to speak at the graduation. It's a rather red state and a rather red school. And uh, Ivanka Trump was going to speak at the graduation. But in light of uh, Trump's reaction to the Floyd protests, they disinvited her. Yeah, right. Whatever. Um, Marion Webster revises racism entry after a Missouri woman asked for changes. So this woman, 22 years old, got a hold of the dictionary. I don't know how you get a hold of a dictionary. And talk to the person, I assume he's got uh, one of those uh, green visors on, and he's uh-huh. in a room with his sleeves rolled up, working on words. Exactly. Got a bunch of typeface around him. And you get him on the phone, and you say, I want to change one of your words. And he says, what's that now? Which one? <laughs> Which one and why? Merriam-Webster is revising its entry on racism. After a recent college graduate, inspired by the protests and debates about what it means to be racist, urged editors to make changes. Currently, the dictionary's entry contains three sections. The first defines racism as, quote, a belief that, and this is good because I often hear people use the word racism and I want to say to them when I'm watching TV or whatever, what's your definition of racism? Here's the dictionary definition of racism. 
or was, a belief that race is the primary determinant of human traits and capacities and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority of a particular race. At first blush, that seems like a pretty good... Solid. uh, Pretty solid. With you so far. Uh, The second definition calls it a doctrine or political program based on the assumption of racism and designed to execute its principles, and a political or social system founded on racism. Okay. Uh, the editor at large said in an interview that the editors were working to revise the online entry for for racism after this uh, graduate wrote a long uh, email to them. The entry has not been re- revised in decades, but improvements in the wording are uh, are going to happen. So now it's going to be this. Webster uh, announced this, quote, racism is not only prejudice against a certain race due to the color of a person's skin. Uh, it is both prejudice combined with social and institutional power, a system of advantage based on skin color. Okay. So the so, so I see what they're doing. Systemic racism will fall under just the term racism. Right. This country is built on racism. All these institutions are racist. Blah blah blah. Yes. Okay. Fine. I was watching MSNBC this morning, and all the all the hosts, including Joe Scarborough, regularly. Re- referred to the 400 years of systemic racism in this country. So that's just become a... I mean, the 1619 Project started that with the New York Times. It has been hammered by historians of all stripes for being uh, either exaggerating or, or inaccurate. Yeah. But that is that is becoming the... Um, well, it's the zeitgeist. It is the, it's it's the Howard Zinn of our of this century. Uh, yeah, hmm. that that we have four hundred years of systemic racism. Whew. That's a dangerous road to go down. This is this is not this is not a minor thing. If if this becomes the the feeling among everybody, this is what's taught for everyone. This is just the way we're all we all talk about it. Mm-hmm. That that's that's gonna have that's gonna leave a mark. Yep, yep. I'm kind of concerned about that. Oh, uh, yeah, I've been reading a lot about that lately, and it's just, it's it's a shame. I mean, but I, I frankly, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can even handle getting into it okay. anymore. I don't know. It's it's a great discussion, one I was super involved in yesterday. But, I mean, it's just, number one, it's an incredibly sticky wicket these days. And and number two, it's it's difficult to discuss it briefly. I could mention that there are more slaves on Earth right now than uh, back in the period that everybody talks about. I could mention there are people slaughtering the hell out of each other over their race, their religion, their tribe, all over the world right now. And that the idea that only white people in America can be racist is a recipe for disaster. And a lot of violence, probably. It, right, and it, because it denies the very nature of the You're never going to solve something unless you understand the nature of it. And and the the true nature of it is being twisted completely out of recognition by activist types, and and kids are being taught that. And it's I worry for my country. I worry for my people, because people are 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 now it's angry mob justice as opposed to rational discussion. I don't know, and I don't know what to teach my kids. If if I say to if if my son's being taught in school and, and he is that there is systemic racism in this country. And I say to him at home, look, I don't think that's exactly right. Here's here's what I think is going on. Because we don't have laws on the books that are racist. Mm-hmm. That would be systemic racism. Right. Uh, various policies and laws, we don't. Now, are there institutions that over time, blah, blah, blah. But if I, uh, if I uh, uh, allow that nuance 
And he says at school, my dad said that's not true. Right. I don't know what happens at that point for him or me. Right. So I don't even know how to handle it from that standpoint. Which goes back to my uh, wishy-washy answer about, yeah, it, this all could sweep away and people regain their senses. Or it could go Maoist, where the mob will drag you out of your home. Yeah. Uh, I don't know which direction it'll go. I suspect towards sanity. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not willing to bet my life on it. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. When's yeah. the last time you hugged someone we got? Got to get to the uh, the uh, the list of people canceled. And we also have... I blame um, myself for uh, not getting to it. Nine in ten Americans believe the world needs more joy. What do the other 10% think? Less? Stay tuned. <laughs> the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, 9 in 10 Americans believe the world needs more joy. Amen to that. Joy to the world, all the boys and girls now. That's what I say. Uh, half, More than half Americans say their friends bring them joy. Wow, only 55%? 45% say your friends don't bring you joy? In the name of, uh, or in the words of David Lowry of the band Cracker, I need better friends. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, can be turned into, I need to be a better person that would acquire better friends. That's uh, not that, in the that, song. That requires introspection and change. I like the, the first phrasing. Yeah. yeah, it's my friend's fault. If yep. you Trade don't know in. what introspection is. Um, Six and Ted said talking to family brings them joy. Wow, so then you got... Like four and ten, that doesn't bring you joy talking to family. I'm sorry for you. Um, but eighty five percent said finding joy is more important now than ever. So there you go. <laughs> I was sipping jasmine tea when the goon squad came Elaine. for me. It was all my <laughs> wasted friends knocking down my front door again. I need better friends, but for now it's fine. Cracker. Oh, I thought you were telling a story. No, I wasn't Bora Bora, Elaine. <laughs> no, it's the lyrics to the Sipping song. Sipping jasmine tea <laughs> when the goon squad came for me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, the New York Times is keeping a running tally of everyone that's lost their job during the racism reckoning of 2020. That's interesting. Is that? They're probably in favor of it. Including their editor? No, this is not from the New York Times. Okay, okay, okay I was confused by the way they worded the, the thing at the top. Okay, anyway... Uh, that's that's something to take care of, though. Uh, you know, having a list. Everyone Terrible. has lost their job during the racism reckoning of 2020. It's got a bit of the feeling of um, when Me Too took off right at the very beginning. Oh yeah, and there were Good there example. there were plenty of people that had it coming and had it coming for decades, and thank God they finally got their comeuppance. Right, Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein, and maybe Matt. Well, not so much Matt Lauer, but um, as it turns out, as it turns out. Yeah. But then there were people that got swept up that had barely done anything or Sorry, done nothing Al at all. <laughs> or like the uh, the Aziz Ansari, where he yeah. just oh. had an, it seemed like he just had an awkward date. And yeah, or, or Glenn Thrush at the New York Times, who had an awkward. He made a, you know, he thought a coworker was into him. Turned out she wasn't. That that's the end of it. But no. And anyway, similar sort of thing is happening here. And uh, Greg Glassman, founder CEO of CrossFit, said some things you probably actually shouldn't say in a uh, in a conference call. Lost his job. Wendy Mesley, the host of Weekend with Wendy Mesley on the Canadian Broadcast Corporation, used the N word in referring to the N word and and how it got somebody in trouble. 
but somebody overheard it and now has lost uh, her job. Oh the entire cast of some TV show called Vanderpump Rules has lost their job as some people unearthed uh, what they're calling racist tweets. I'd like to see the tweets and see if I agree with whether or not they're racist. That is the problem. The uh, the folks who are redefining the word to mean whatever they don't like. Adam Rappaport, editor-in-chief of Bon Appetit, apparently back in 2003 was in brownface to talk about Puerto Rican food. And now, in 2003, post-George Floyd, that came out and uh, he's done. Christine Barbrich, top editor and co-founder of Refinery29, which is something I had never read. Um, said something about black women versus white women, and apparently st- stepping into the world of race at all was so was too much. James Bennett, editorial page editor of the New York Times, um, resigned after the newspaper ran a widely criticized opinion piece from Senator Tom Cotton, encouraging blah, blah, blah. We, all, we followed that story. Mm-hmm. This packet that I've got here is, I don't know how many pages it is long, and this is a couple of days old. I'm guessing it's a, a third again thicker. <laughs> oh, boy. Um. Oh, boy. Well, keep this in mind. Just keep it in mind. Save yourself a lot of grief, I suppose. Yeah, I advised some uh, some friends. Uh, I said, listen, don't post anything right now on social media. Just trust me on this. Things are more feverish than you understand. Yeah, behind the scenes, it's worse than you even think it is. Right. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's up another almost 4% today. A certain stock, but you'll have to subscribe to Joe's Stock Picking Roulette podcast website to get my sure bet stock pick of the week. You're not going to tell us what it was? No. Why not? Forget it. DocuSign. Is up, and you guys told me I might be accused of bidding, of of attempting to, you know, stoke it up. You guys told me you invested in it. When was that? Three months ago, almost probably. It was, it was longer. Well, anyway, about two hundred percent ago for me. Yeah. yeah, and um, and I at the time I thought, what an idiot that I didn't get in. If I'd have gotten in then, yes, it would have been smart. I think so because how many? I don't know about everybody else, but I've signed a hundred things with DocuSign. Since the coronavirus thing started, right, right? Doctors' appointments, financial stuff, whatever. Obviously, that thing was going to explode, but not obvious enough for a dope. What was your best in? That reminds me of. Kick yourself. That's the only way to improve. Well, the the reason I was checking into it is I was uh, as curious how the markets are doing. Uh, I think the the word is plunging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the Dow 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 is down uh, three and a third percent. As of when I'm speaking these words, it will be different uh, if you were listening at a different time. It reminds me of the anecdote that I, I'm almost certain an emailer to the show did, and it was one of the final pushing points to get me into being a member of the investor class, which I still like saying. Um, and that is the plot of Forrest Gump was that the way that he was able to afford his life is that somehow he invested early in Apple stock. And people walked out of the movie theater thinking, oh, man, I missed the boat on Apple. Right. If they would have invested that day when they left Forrest Gump in Apple, they would have done better than Forrest Gump did. And, you know, you yeah, didn't miss sure. it. Like they, that, that is a good lesson. If something is extremely successful, there's a chance it's going to be extremely successful for a long time. Up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah like DocuSign. But this is the way I invest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too stupid to buy stocks. 
I put all my money in restaurant stock when the COVID started, (laughs) and I'm going to sell it next week. You're seeing a man kick himself, folks. You're listening to a man just absolutely punching himself in the face. And speaking of the COVID, uh, uh, 35% of adults say they will not get the vaccine if there's announced a coronavirus vaccine. Really? 35% won't. Why not? Is that enough to not get it that... uh, we can't stop the damn thing from being a problem. It's got to be close. Anyway, what are the reasons? Nervous about too quick approval, half of people say. Risks would outweigh benefits, 42% say, based on nothing. Uh, don't trust vaccine developers. That's that crowd. Hmm. Don't think it'll work anyway. Don't like to get shots. <laughs> and, okay. At least that one I get. <laughs> and don't feel at risk for the COVID. Yeah. So That's, that's unfortunate. Um, so George Floyd's brother has been getting a lot of attention in recent days. Got to be a weird time for him since there's a video of his brother being murdered that runs constantly on television. Yes. Yeah. I would not turn on the TV if I was, uh, if I was him. But anyway, he, uh, he was speaking yesterday and had this to say. I'm tired. I'm tired of pain. Pain you feel when you watch something like that. When you watch your big brother who you looked up to for your whole life die. Die begging for his mom? I'm here to ask you to make it stop. Stop the pain. Stop us from being tired. Probably worth mentioning he was testifying before Congress there. I believe the Judiciary Committee. Yes. I was attempting to get the clip where he laundry lists the things he'd like to change about the police. Which one is that? Because that's what I thought I was asking for. Um, Do you know which one that is? Uh, I shall effort it now. I don't know if that's... I made a mistake. Anyway, he outlined some things that should change with police uh, enforcement, and um, everybody thought, yeah, that sounds pretty reasonable and, and possibly doable, and uh, yeah, we should look into that. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, which I think is notable. Um, he didn't go on any sort of uh, Black Lives Matter defund the police or, or, or eliminate the police uh, rant of any kind. It was remarkably common sense Yeah. Yeah. Which... Um, uh, I, I wish more people that are in the streets or being interviewed on the street by MSNBC, in theory, standing up for George Floyd, would uh, take the same tact as his brother, right, George Floyd's right. own family. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, not funny. It's, it's perfectly appropriate that I became aware recently of a piece by Jonathan Last in The Bulwark, which is a conservative website, but... The message of the story is, please, not Al Sharpton as the face of the protests, of the face of the movement, of the face of police reform. That will do nobody any good. No, no. And and it goes through the, the reasoning for that, the fact that he's a, a hustler and a, and a, a crackpot in a lot of ways and, and a race baiter. And then they name check just pages, practically pages of smart, wise, persuasive uh, black Americans um, who, who would be perfectly good choices before you get to the Reverend Al Sharpton. And, and you know... Who, who enjoys a celebrity and popularity I don't quite get. I, we, we've, we've talked to... Well, if you're black, how do you feel about Al Sharpton? 415-295-KFTC is the text line. 415-295-KFTC. But I know we've talked to some black people in the past, uh, columnists, who, who, who would rather not have Al Sharpton as the spokesman for everything black. 
And, you know, and people saying, look, I didn't vote for Al Sharpton to be the spokesman for my race. Right. Um, but somehow yeah. he 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 got declared that. And anytime there's there's one of these dust ups, he's he's the go to. He is a brilliant self promoter. I'll give you that. And actually, this piece in the bulwark is pretty generous. And look, people change; they evolve. You gotta, you gotta forgive people for their past at some point, uh, which is not very fashionable at the moment, ironically. But um, and you know, for all I know, he's a, a fine fellow. But he is a relentless, aggressive, and brilliant self-promoter. Um, but anyway, but so uh, George Floyd's brother uh, talked about um. Uh, police forces using uh, deadly force less often. Uh, I think that's a great thing to look at. You know what? What? Uh, what? At what point does deadly force become a thing? Um, changes in training. Obviously, there's got. If if so many police have told us about a quarter of police shouldn't be police officers, there's got to be some sort of screening training process. That can get that from 25% to 15 at least. Yeah, probationary period, think, that sort of thing. There, there's Maybe gotta more be, consistence so around the, the country. Is it the unions that stop this from happening? So if you've got a cop shop and you've got 100 cops, and we've, and we've had a lot of cops tell us this, not just like one person. Mm-hmm. In fact, there was universal agreement when we had a panel one time of police, uh, police in here from different departments, from you know rural to urban and different places and everything like that, an agreement that around 25% of people shouldn't be cops. Is there, is, there's got to be a way that those cops can, can identify the 25% that shouldn't be cops and get them out of there. Yeah. Shouldn't there be? Yes. Sure. Sure. Does he, do the union stop that from happening? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the, the great flaw of, of police unions and teachers' unions is they keep the worst 10% employed. And yeah, same thing it, happens. It's with... a different sort of disaster in each case, but both have disastrous results. Right. This Chauvin guy sounds like a, a terrible guy. Right. Just a rotten human being. Yeah. And uh, the fact that he, you know, you couldn't drum him out, it's terrible. Terrible. Uh, so we'll have some more of what uh, George Floyd's brother had to say. It was good, solid, common sense. Hey, let's all make this guy the face of it. Uh, you know, I don't know much Not about Al Sharpton. him, but he seems like a sincere, uh, good human being who wants the right things to happen. So more on that to come. A quick note from our friends at Simply Safe. I just happened to see a uh, one of their TV commercials while I was getting uh, coffee. And uh, and it has the full-on, the whole doorbell camera alert thing. If you want to know who's on your front porch before you open the door or uh, or somebody's on your front porch, they're there for a long time, you're at work, it alerts you. They have all of that. It's Simply Safe. They have all the cool, modern stuff for a security system, home security system, but none of the old crap. So you just can't say this enough. Best overall home security of 2020, according to the U.S. News and World Report, and you can have it by ordering online, click of a button, comes to your house, you open the box, you place the sensors, you plug it in, now your home is protected around the clock, about 50 cents a day, you're not locked into a long-term contract, nobody's going to be coming to your home at any point in this, which is awesome, and with a 60-day money-back guarantee and free shipping, how can you possibly go wrong? Yeah, check it out at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, simply is spelled S-I-M-P-L-I, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. When's the last time you hugged someone you don't live with, Joe? The study was done the, a day or two ago. Really? Yeah. You know, I got a couple of friends who are huggers. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't want that. 
Um, so I'll, we'll get yeah, to the we know. Um <laughs> They don't think there's enough hugging going on with people that are not family members. Mm. I don't want to ever hug somebody that's not a family member under any circumstances. Your needs must be maybe, respected. Maybe a uh, you know a tragedy. A tragedy is okay. Okay. Outside of a tragedy, nah. I don't want it. What um, about uh, something that's merely unfortunate? Like a tree limb falls on your car. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is, that, is that hug worthy or no? A lot of hugs in the workplace. I just I, I observed this through my career. It's guys who want to hug hot chicks. Mm. That's a lot of hugging mm. that happens in the workplace. Yeah. It just is. Yep. You know what's. And it, the women know it, by the way, because I've heard them say it at the bar. Right. I know women who have indicted guys I know for being like pervo huggers. And then when they come to hug me, I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. What, 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 what do we, how do I, look, I barely, I'm leaning forward so there's no chance there's any booble contact. Booble. Sh- should I, sh- is there a form I can fill out? I'm not pervin' on you. Everybody get out their cell phones. I want a video of this hug. I think women so probably. people can see from all angles. I'm, th- I'm thinking if you're not pervin. Women know that, and and I think if you they ought seem to, to be, be in the to. clear, you're probably in the clear. I hope so. Yeah, they, I don't. I hope there's something I'm not doing inadvertently that's put me on the perv list. Uh, when's the last time you hugged a woman? You there's an appeals process. You do not live with, and they ask this question because people are locked down the way they are, and we're social distancing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So you really shouldn't be hugging somebody um, that you don't live with. Uh, but a quarter of people have hugged somebody they don't live with less than a week ago. Uh, 8% one to two weeks ago, three to four weeks ago, 7%. One to, one to two months ago, 6%. Not in the last three or four months, 20%. More than four months ago, 18%. There's more people like me than the other side, it would appear here. Non-huggists. I do not hug people is 9%. <laughs> okay, well, there you are, just as a philosophy. And then and then haven't hugged anybody in four months, so that's uh, that gets you up to 30% right there. Three to four months ago, 20%. So half of us rarely hug. This is another one of those extrovert versus introvert things. <laughs> the extroverts, because it's, it comes so natural to them and they love it and they're loud, they love uh, making the introverts feel like they're weirdos. Mm. Even though it's, So it looks to me like about half the country hugs and half doesn't, and the half that hugs all the time, oh, what's wrong with you? Well, I'm with the half the country that doesn't want your arms around me. Are you going to march now? I am. This is my cause. <laughs> oh, boy. Are you going to cancel me if I say I like to hug people? <laughs> yeah, I, prob- I don't particularly. I probably went further on that than I needed to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just a little the bit. Numbers a were, little militant. The numbers were lower than I thought they'd be, though. I have been misled by hu- the huggers out there. It's a smaller number regularly <laughs> hugging than I thought. Misled by big hug? Yeah, big hug <laughs> is uh, is fooling us all. Listen, I'll, pop- I'll publish your op-ed, all right? <laughs> Anyway, more hugging they think would be good for everybody as we've all been locked down and we're not getting the human contact we so crave. Yeah. So, uh, listen, uh, we're into Crazyville, folks. I think you've probably noticed this as you look around at the country and the news and the rest of it. A couple more examples, including one major metropolitan transit system that said we won't transport cops. Oh, really? Of their own city. Wow. I'll give you a hint. It's one of your top three wackadoodle cities. And it's on the West Coast. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty.
Getty Show. Hold them accountable when they do something wrong. Teach them what it means to treat people with empathy and respect. Teach them what necessary force is. Teach them that deadly force should be used rarely and only when life is at risk. Uh, that's George Floyd's, or, uh, yeah, George Floyd's brother yesterday talking about uh, some police reform he'd like. I thought it was notable that he did not say defund the police or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if anybody was more, more accountability was his message. Who's against accountability? Right. And we got uh, a number of texts about uh, how you could maybe weed out the 25% of people that shouldn't be cops. Um, and uh, Al Sharpton, but maybe more on that later. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. The San Francisco Municipal Railway, or Muni, uh, just, uh, well, let me read it to you. Just hours before bus drivers halted service for 8 minutes and 46 seconds to symbolically memorialize the life of George Floyd, the transit agency made another monumental decision. Muni announced it would no longer transport officers from the San Francisco Police Department to protests. If they were responding to protests or, I would presume, rioting. Wow. <clears throat> wow, that's unbelievable. Yep. Yep. This... And then the mayor, who, who would be in charge of saying whether or not you can do that? The mayor? The city council? Well, they're kind of, I, I don't know exactly who they answer to and in what but way. they got to answer to somebody. They, uh, but, well, hmm. well, for instance, they couldn't say we're not going to allow black people on here. Because that'd be a federal problem. Right, obviously, yeah. So The transit agency was criticized on social media. Oh, no! For videos uploaded by users showing officers in riot gear departing packed buses in downtown San Francisco earlier this month. God, we are into crazyville. Yeah. Where we had some of the worst rioting in our nation's history all across the country. And you've got public transit not transporting cops? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, what's bizarre is um if you think your police are that out of control in your city. That's that's why I want to get away from gestures and actually doing things. Yeah. If if you think, if you really believe Police are that out of control of your city. Then do what we were talking about yesterday, what they did in Camden, New Jersey. Disband the whole thing and, and build, rebuild it from the ground up. Mm-hmm. If you don't think the police are that out of control and that the majority of them are fine and, you know, have the proper judgment and everything like that, then you're just virtue signaling by not telling Muni you got to transport the cops. Right, right. That's San Francisco, though. It's crazy. San Francisco crumbling as we watch. At the time, a journalist posted a photo of a a digital display that read police services on the back of a bus because it was being used by the police. Um, The the Muni folks responded, we transport everyone at MTA and make sure our services are available for critical needs. From the COVID plus patients we transported to healthcare and rooms to SFPD officers, Muni is for everyone. To be clear, no Muni vehicles or employees will be used uh, to transport any detainee. On Tuesday, however, the transit agency so the said cops, it was making efforts to advance its racial equity work and support communities of color. So the police grab somebody that they believe is, you know, breaking the law on the breaking the law side of a protest, and Muni won't transport them. Right. We are in a <laughs> weird situation here. The San Francisco Police Officers Association said responded. Um, 
Hey, Muni, lose our number next time you need officers for fare evasion enforcement or removing problem passengers from your buses and trains. Shouldn't be SFPD officers' job anyway. The chief should stop using us for this. Wow, that's pretty good. Wow, so now we're having wars between our police department and our public transit? Which we're all paying with our taxpayer money. Yeah, 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 good stuff. We are into crazyville, my friends. Getting rid of bad cops. We got a couple of texts. For cops to get rid of bad cops in the Army Rangers and the Special Forces teams, we had peer reviews. And if you did not deserve to be there according to your peers, you were gone. That doesn't seem like a bad idea. You couldn't get it past the unions, but... Or maybe you could. You know, there's there's definitely energy for serious reform in the air. There's also energy for crazy stuff that will never happen and shouldn't happen. Uh, but I could see things improving. Um, are they actually going to rename all these Confederate uh, statues and take down the statues, rename the military bases that have Confederate soldiers on them, that sort of stuff? Is that actually going to happen? Among other things on the way. 